Business Growth Podcast. I'm Jess Parvin, a web designer, branding expert, and business coach. Through my five-part holistic business growth process, I help confused, overwhelmed entrepreneurs find clarity and focus while starting or pivoting their business online so they can build a business and a life full of flexibility and freedom. In this podcast, I'll share with you mini coaching sessions as well as interviews with visionary entrepreneurs. We'll dig into a variety of topics, including branding, mindset, marketing, and much more. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I hope everybody listening is having a great summer so far. I know this episode is going to come out in in the summer, and um, I know I'm enjoying the, this time of year so much here in Wisconsin. Um, and if you've been listening to the podcast, I've been releasing a lot of interviews lately. Usually I do sort of a mix of solo episodes and interviews, but I've just been getting so many um you know, requests or just I've been hanging out with so many cool, interesting female entrepreneurs and so many have had so many interesting clients lately that I'm really enjoying um, doing all of these interviews. So today's interview is not a client, but a friend and a fellow female entrepreneur who I really respect, um, Britt Tucker. Britt is an inspirational speaker and coach that helps women step into who they're created to be. Through her brand, Brighter with Britt, she leads workshops, trainings, and speaks all over the world. Hey, Britt. Hi. Thank you for having me today. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us. Britt's calling in from Nashville, but she was just yes. saying that she's been traveling a lot for her job. Where have you been lately? Um, let's see. I just got back from Texas on Sunday. Um, I just did an April. I did Calgary. Canada. Mm. I did Toronto, Canada, and I also did New York. Wow. And you were speaking in all of these places? Yes, speaking, yes. So yes. cool. Well, we're definitely going to get into that because I know a lot of people are interested in how somebody becomes a professional speaker. It's such a unique mm -hmm. thing. Um, it's not something I've interviewed anybody about before. So we'll definitely dig into like how you got there and, and, you know, what, what that looks like. Um, and to start with, I just like to ask everybody to, you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself and specifically how your entrepreneurial journey has unfolded and brought you to where you are. Yes. Um, I love that question. Tell me more about yourself. Um, it's, <laughs> it's so wide, right? Um, yeah. I, I'll start by saying I, I am a single female at 39, I've never been married. I've never had kids. And um, this has been part of my journey. It's not the journey that I thought um, for a while. I never thought I'd wake up at 39 and, and not be married and have kids. Um, but it's part of my journey. It's part of who I am. And I wouldn't change anything about that at this point. Um, I started my business nine years ago. So I started when I was 30. Um, I was working in an amazing for an amazing company. I was traveling the world. I was making six figures, you know, at a young age. And I just woke up one day and I was like, I'm so unhappy. Like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I have all this stuff at my fingertips. And now I know I'm like, oh, that was America, right? Like that, that was what was wrong with me. Um, and so, so yeah, so I quit, I had nothing lined up and I always tell people it's a, I just jumped in the deep end. There was no water, I had no floaties on, <laughs> it hit rock bottom and um, I had to figure it out. And so, so it's been a journey. I mean, I always tell people entrepreneurship is, it's so fun and it's so rewarding. 
Um, but so many people have this like rose colored glasses on like, oh, you wake up when you want to and you wear your pajamas to work and you get to eat lunch for two hours with friends. And um, it's a lot of hard work. It's a yeah. lot of hard work. And um, just like you, I still I still don't know the answers to everything, you know, <laughs> but that yeah. that's the cool part of it. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is a journey. That's why I like to use that phrase because it's always unfolding. And, you know, I always say like personal growth and professional growth as an entrepreneur are side by side. You know, we just, I don't really believe in that work-life separation. It's just how is this all unfolding and integrating and um, how can my life support my business and vice versa? Um, yes. Yeah. So how, so what did that look like when you had sort of that, um, rock bottom, which I think is a way, the way a lot of people, especially female entrepreneurs, like start their entrepreneurial journey. It always, there's always like some big boom, some big explosion in their life, right. That, um, catalyzes this, this like need for extreme change. Um, what did that look like for you and what, what steps did you take to first sort of start building your business and digging yourself out of that kind of hole that you were in? Yeah, I think it was, I think it was almost like just, I think, I think it was like a shock. It was like, mm. wait, who am I? It was almost like I wasn't even like living in the world that I was in, you know, it was this weird feeling of feeling like lost and unhappy. And, um, I sold all my stuff and I traveled for six months. I know not everyone's able to do that. Uh, but that was kind of where it started. Like, Hey, let me go, um, get back home to who I am. I always say we're not lost, right? We're just, mm -hmm. we're just buried under stuff, um, buried under society's expectations pretty much. Um, but you know, who am I? What do I enjoy doing? What actually makes me happy? I've been following this list of what everyone else told me to do to be happy and I wasn't happy. And so, um, self-discovery, reading books, therapy, <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> you name it. Um, when I started my business, I started doing a lot of contract work at first, um, saying, Hey, like, this is my skill. This is what I'm really good at. I'm going to stick to this. It was kind of like a tiptoeing into it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, this is, this is, this is what's comfortable for me. And then as I got more confidence, I kind of grew into, Hey, let me write my own speeches. Hey, let me build my own content. Let me get my own certifications. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's where everything kind of took off. Um, I'm still just like, just this last year. And even right now I'd say I'm still in a transition part of my business. And, that happens about every three to five years in entrepreneurship. Yeah. You wake up and you're bored with what you're doing. If you're a true creative, you wake up and you're bored and you're like, wait, hold up. Can I just switch <laughs> gears? Can I do something else? Can I speak about something else? Can I, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I'm kind of going through that phase right now too. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me and a lot of people, it's, it's more frequent than three to five years. I actually heard somewhere recently, I heard somebody say that it was like every 16 or 18 months, an entrepreneur feels this like a huge shift and need for change in their business. But I think we don't always listen to that. Right. Or we, or we put it off for, for months or maybe years. Like I know I've, you know, been guilty of that. It's like right now, actually, I feel like a big shift coming in my business. And I know it means I need to rebrand. I need to redo my website. I need to redo my copy. And I've been kind of putting that off because, you know, it's so, so much time and, and energy, but, um, but yeah, like it's such a gift though, to be able to listen to that and, mm -hmm. and hopefully step into this new version. And again, like personal growth and, and business growth are so similar because it's like, of course, we're always evolving as humans and as like solopreneurs who have, you know, sort of heart led businesses, we want our business to reflect that 
growth that we're experiencing. Um, so yeah, yeah, how do you, how do you structure and restructure things when you feel like that, that change is coming? Uh, what does that look like? <laughs> First of all, I want to say thank you for saying every 16 to 18 months, because you just made me feel way more normal. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember calling my mentor and I just remember like, what is wrong with me? Like why? And he was like, Brittany, you're bored. It was like, you got to change something up. And it was like, this light bulb went off and I was like, oh my gosh, that's you're, all I'm I allowed to do that. <laughs> I'm bored. I can yeah. change it up. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it, when it comes to restructuring, trying new things, you know, different avenues of your business, I think for me, it's, I always ask myself, like, am I living up to my full potential right now? You know, because we're going to grow as humans. We're going to learn new skills. We're going to pivot from things that we've learned. And for me, I'm like, okay, maybe I did a speech. Um, I'll give you an example. I spoke to a group of former prisoners this week. Wow. never in my wheelhouse, never in my demographic. Like I would have never marketed to something like that. You know, they, they actually sought me out and said, Hey, Brittany, can you do this, you know, speech or whatever as a guest speaker? And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I prep for so much because I don't know this audience, you know? Um, and it went really well. And so I have a call tomorrow to talk about other stuff we can do, but wow. I think it's just Sometimes it's just stepping outside your comfort zone, right? I mean, we we put ourselves in boxes so much and we say, well, this is this just this is my niche, right? And this mm -hmm. is the only people I'm gonna help, and this is this is who I'm gonna market to. And in reality, sometimes we're just thinking too small. Yes, absolutely. And I mean that that's always when there is the most opportunity for growth, right? When we step outside of our comfort zone. Again, same in life, same in business, whatever. If you're willing to sort of take a risk and jump before the net appears, then almost always yeah. there's like some growth, you know, it might not go perfectly, but you're definitely going to learn something. So that's, you know, that's a great thing to live by. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, I learned so much from them the other night. Like I took a walk after my speech and I was just like, what am I taking from this? You know? And they were so great. They were so interactive. It was like a motivational workshop I did. And I was like, wow, I've got this idea now and I've got this idea and, you know, and so, so that was, that was really cool to, yeah. to see that kind of play out. So, yeah. I mean, you might have a whole new audience, a whole new offering, a whole new direction. <laughs> you could take things now. That's so cool. You never know. You never know. Yeah. How, how in the past, so I know usually you speak to groups of women. Well, you can tell us sort of, have you had a niche consistently in your business or how did you first start? How did you first know like who you wanted to talk to or did that just sort of happen organically and and how has that yes. changed and developed? Um so I have a lot of different certifications that I speak on. Um and so I started with like small businesses, a company I worked for a long time ago. I'd go in and I would speak to small businesses and then it kind of um it was in the medical field then conferences started calling and saying, "Hey Britt, can you come speak at our conference?" And I was like, "Okay, I'm really good at speaking. What else can I speak on?" Um, so, so mainly it's been the corporate world for a while. I started branching out and doing women's stuff probably about 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I got certified to be a life coach. I was like, okay, I really get a lot of energy from, from helping women, from speaking to women. Um, but yeah, I did start in corporate. I still do a lot of corporate stuff. Um, I always tell people, um, 
And if you're a man listening to this, just a heads up, I still think you're great. Um, and I, I always say corporate pays really well, right? It's 50-year-old men in the room. Um, and if you ever want to be a speaker, there's a lot of money in corporate. Um, and a lot of people don't know this, but um, most large companies have what they call a learning and development budget. They have to spend so much per head per year or it goes away. So that's where a lot of speakers and trainers and stuff fall under that umbrella. So, um, so yeah, so, so it started with corporate and now, um, a lot of female stuff and it's just evolving. Wow. So yeah, you've got a few different audiences there. Um, especially adding in the the prisoners now, <laughs> that's very different. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see where this one goes. How do you, how do you, I don't know, prepare for speaking to such different, like, how do you prepare in general for, for a speaking engagement? Yeah. I'm curious how that varies from audience to audience. Definitely. So if, if it's my content, I'm not teaching on something that a company wants me to teach on or certification, mm-hmm. or it's just strictly, Hey, I'm writing this content myself. Um, I have a lot of speeches I pull from, um, a lot of stuff I tailor. So I'll find out, Hey, like, one of the first questions I ask event planners is I say, what do you want them to feel when they leave the room? Mm. Um, that's always my goal. And then I build my speech from there. Mm. Um, I never memorize anything. I know a lot of speakers will tell you differently. Um, if you're doing a TED talk, that's really the only time you would ever memorize something because they're very strict on time. Yeah. Um but but for me, I speak from my heart and I've, I've done this where I've mapped out everything and all the bullet points and all the talking points and all the time. And I go back and I watch all my speeches and I'm like that the comparison of that to where I just outline it and I speak from my heart is completely different. Wow. Um, so I always do an intro. I always want the intro and ending the closing to be kind of scripted, right? I, I want to know what I want to say for each part of those. Uh, but I will sit down and write out bullet points. Hey, like, what's the main goal we're taking away here? What are like the three points we're going to cover? Mm-hmm. Um, um, I always look at the group I'm speaking to. So I'll get on their website or I'll ask the event planner, like who's going to be in the room, right? So I need to know, be careful if I'm using certain words or, you know, I don't want anything to be triggering or, or to be mm-hmm. offensive to anyone. Um, so I think it's all about knowing your audience too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, in some ways it reminds me so much of like the branding process that I take people through, you know, we're, we're like, how do you want your brand to feel? Who's your audience? You know, what do we need to know about them? How do we, um, and then how do we sort of draw that connection? It kind of sounds similar to what you do speaking from your heart. It's like, how do we connect you, the the entrepreneur or whatever you're providing to the audience in like a heart centered, like authentic way. Like, how are they going to resonate with you? What part of your story are you going to share as part of your brand? And, you know, how does that resonate with people? Um, so yeah, it's sort of similar. And, you know, the, the thing that I get from all of my clients, you know, again, especially women who are doing something that really means something to them, you know, almost all of my clients are creating a business that's, you know, really personal to them. Um, and there's always this fear that comes up around putting themselves out there, you know, and for what I'm doing, it's not even like being in a room physically with people. It's really just posting on social. It's having your photo all over your website. It's writing copy. That's like really authentic and from your heart and telling your story, sharing your story is a big one that, um, comes up for people. And so I'm, you know, really in awe of what you do and like how, I guess my question, and this might be really broad, but like how and where did you find 
the confidence, I don't know if that's the right word, but does it come naturally to you to be able to share in that heart open way or have you had to um, do some work? I I will say this. I it it does come naturally. That's probably not what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> But it's cool because that's how I knew it was my gift. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get nervous. I don't get nervous. Um, if I do have a little bit of, you know, fear, right? Everyone has fear. Um, it's funny. It's actually normally in a smaller group than it is on a larger stage. Because when I'm on a larger stage, there's lights on me. And when I'm looking out, I can't see anyone. I can't see faces. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather do a stage of 2000 than to do a group of 10. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> then you have to, you know, you have to see reactions and stuff. Um, but yeah, I- I'll say this because I think that this might be a little off topic. But when people come to me and say, hey, Britt, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I should be doing in life. And how did you find yours? Mm-hmm. If you go back to what you did when you were little, before the world got a hold of you, what did you enjoy doing? What made you happy? Do you, if you have home videos of yourself, go back and watch this. Stuff. I would always create a stage in my parents' house. And we have so many VHS videos. I've been trying to get them off, you know, like so I can like share them digitally because I think it's so cool. <laughs> uh, but I would like set up stages and I'd have my fake mic and I would do performances, you know? And it's really cool because it's like full circle now. Wow. But I tell people who come to me and say, Brittany, I want to be a speaker. Anybody can be a speaker, Mm -hmm. right? We all have a story to tell. The big thing to know about someone who just speaks and someone who's a speaker, Mm -hmm. anyone can tell a story. When you transform an audience, that's what a speaker is. So it's learning the difference in how you use your story to transform an audience. Mm. Wow, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you feel like that's just sort of a natural gift, like making that connection between the story and the yeah. transformation. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think when you're confident in your story, right? Like, mm-hmm. and some people, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with practicing, right? Like get up, practice, practice your points, practice your intro, practice, you know, whatever's going to make you feel comfortable. Um, if you are speaking, I always tell people if you're going to be on a big stage and I would, if you're going to practice, practice in the outfit you're going to wear. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know to do this, but do that because if you have, let's say they give you a laugh mic, right? Or there's a mic in your ear and you're wearing dangly earrings, like that's going to hit it, you know? So, mm-hmm. so just, um, any practice I say good is, is, you know, close to the situation or what it's going to look like for you as possible, but anyone can speak. Anyone can, anyone can be a speaker. <laughs> oh, that's, that's yeah. Great. Very inspiring. And I mean, anyone can be a speaker, but again, what you do and knowing that it kind of comes naturally to you, I feel like there's just so many people, myself included, would just feel Mm -hmm. very, um, very self-conscious on a stage in front of people. It's, uh, it's definitely a unique. That's normal. The number one fear (laughs) over death is public speaking. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard that a lot of people take public speaking courses just to sort of get over the fear of it, not necessarily because they want to be public speakers yes. because it's so scary. Yes. yes. Totally so, so you're actually in the norm. I'm not in the norm. <laughs> um, you're, you're with the 95% of the rest of the population. Um, yeah. I mean, I think if someone wants to practice Toastmasters is a great place to start. Mm. Um, a lot of cities have different clubs you can join, but they help you practice. They might say, Hey, write a wedding toast, you know, and you get to get up and share it in front of everyone. And it's just a no judgment zone for practicing. But that's when people ask me like where to start, I always say, 
start somewhere like that. Yeah. Wow. When you were 30 and, or whenever this, uh, you said you sort of, you know, had to leave corporate, you've had this sort of, um, existential crisis moment and became an entrepreneur. Did you know right away that you wanted to do speaking or did it develop from something else? Did it start as coaching or, um, yes, yes. I did a lot of corporate training at first. Um, so training is different than speaking. So, so the difference I always explain to people is, um, and, and in training, you do speak, but training is different. Um, training is, uh, guiding an audience to a destination point. So I can train for eight hours a day. Like I have a training next week in North Carolina and I will train for three hours, um, excuse me, three days in a row, eight hours. So training is a lot of speaking. Um, but it's guiding an audience. Um, speaking is more in my mind, it's, it's a lot of time. It's not interactive. It's more a keynote. It's more, most keynotes are 60 to 90 minutes. Um, so it's getting up, speaking about something and then you're done. Training is interactive. Let's talk about this. Yes. I'm at the front of the room speaking, but it's a, it's a little different than that. So, um, but yeah, I got my start in corporate training, um, and then just kind of went from there. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and you've spent a lot of time speaking to women. I know when we, when we first met a couple of years ago, you were speaking to a lot of sororities and mm-hmm. really, I mean, did that just come from a heart centered place of like wanting to connect with young women? I feel like there's such a need for women at that age to have sort of a role model to look up to. And I don't know anybody else who's serving that niche is that still something that you do with college? Yes, I haven't done it in a while. Um, I'd like to eventually do like a whole tour. Yeah. Um, I'm writing a couple of new speeches right now. One of the ones I'm writing right now is for college students. Mm-hmm. Like the 10 things I wish I knew in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so corny, but like so useful, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's an untapped market. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of people doing it right now. There's very few speakers in that market. So if you're a speaker, you're listening, you want to do that. It's a mm-hmm. great, great opportunity. Corporate and colleges. <laughs> yes. Yes. Corporate and colleges. Um, I think, I actually think that's what my LinkedIn says. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, you're, you're probably like me as a creative, I want to have my hands in so many different things. It's like, I'm like a kid in a candy store, right? I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I can speak to this. I can speak to this. And I'm like, ready to hone it in, right? <laughs> and so that's what I'm focusing on right now is just writing a couple of new speeches to say, hey, this mm-hmm. is what I can use for this. This is what I can use for this. But I think, you know, everybody everybody can can hear a message, right? I mean, if we're open to learning and we're open to receiving, um, there's a lot of, of people in the world who who need someone to speak into them, right? And um, just like I do. I mean, I do as well, you know, and I learn from other speakers. And so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's definitely a great market. Yeah. Are there any, um, people that you follow or, or maybe speakers that you've seen that you've been super yes. influenced by and inspired by? Yes. Yes. I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you <laughs> been to some Tony- of his big workshops and yes, yes. He's also, he's, he's, a, he's a, not a sense of speaker. He's a coach and yeah. he happens to in my mind, he's more of a coach than he is a speaker. Um, there is a lovely motivational speaker by the name of Ben Nemten. Um, if you guys want to follow him, he is great. He talks about having a bucket list and what you want to do before you die. His mm-hmm. message is very, um, it's very simple. It's not anything we've never heard before, but it's really cool. And, and he just talks about how he dropped out of college and had a list of a hundred things he wanted to do. And one of them was like, meet the president, deliver a baby mm-hmm. and all this crazy stuff. And it's just about, you know, living, living your life. And, um, he's great. I actually got to see him speak in person last year. 
um, which was super cool. I emailed him. He let me be a guest in one of his speeches. Um, so yeah, there are definitely speakers that I aspire to be, you know, or aspire to be the reach that they have and, and where they're at, you know, he's mm -hmm. constantly doing stages of 5,000 plus. And so, um, you know, I, I think that's cool for me when I get on stage and I say, I always, I always say a prayer before I go on. I say, if, if my message can reach just one person, then that's all that matters to me. But when you've got a room of 5,000, <laughs> you've got the opportunity to reach way more than one person, you yes. know? So, so yeah, so that's the goal. I mean, I have a lot of big goals with my business. I'm sure just like you do, you know, and it doesn't matter how old I am. And even, even I'm about to be 40, like I can still have dreams, you know? So yes, I'm 41. You can absolutely still have dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stop believing. Um, well, I'd, I'd love to talk to you then since we're talking about goals and stuff. Like I, I do like to talk to full uh, interviewees about how they structure their business. And maybe, maybe I know that you've had interns a lot in the past and, um, maybe that's uh, something you can speak to. Cause a lot of my, you know, listeners are probably solopreneurs who are looking at growing their business. Um, but I guess how, you know, is there, if there's any specific way that you've structured your business or that you plan to grow your business or are growing your business, uh, to reach these big goals, please share. Yeah. Um, structure, structure is such a fun word. <laughs> I operate best in structure, but I'm a creative and sometimes I just feel confined. Um, yeah. I do. I did this recently, starting at the beginning of the year, but I restructured my weeks um, and how I work on my business. So Mondays is only admin day and only coaching. That mm -hmm. is all I do on Mondays. If mm -hmm. you message me today and say, hey, Brittany, can I get a coaching session? And today I'm going to say, I'll see you next Monday. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just boundaries I've had to put because I am so out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've got to focus. Um, so Mondays, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I normally record like this, or I do speaking engagements. Um, I do normally marketing on those Wednesdays is my creative day. Mm -hmm. So that's when I get to play on social media and create uh -huh. stuff and edit videos and all those fun things. Um, and then Friday is kind of like my follow-up of what I didn't do. So it has helped me so much because when I go into the day, I know what my focus is for that day. Mm -hmm. I tend to, as entrepreneurs, we're juggling multiple things, right? Most of us are solo, you know, solopreneurs. We don't have a team of 10 people. So we get caught up in doing, working in the business instead of on the business. Yep. And so this has helped me so much to say, no, Britt, this is your focus for today. So that's one thing I would share as far as structure is like looking at your days, how you're spending your time. Um, and then I think your other question, what was your other question? Did I miss it? Uh, well, how, you know, do you see anything that you're, have any plans to like grow your business or to reach bigger goals that like are going to require restructuring or adding employees or. Yeah. Um, I've thought about this question, um, a lot on how, how big do I want my business to be? Right. Um, I've had people come to me and say, Hey, Brittany, teach me what you do. I want to work underneath you. And mm -hmm. I've, you know, taken a business owner's stance and saying, Oh, okay, well I could teach them my stuff. They could go in. Mm -hmm. I make a cutoff of that. Right. Like my name's on it. I have no desire to be a manager. <laughs> that is not my forte. You do not want to be underneath me as a manager. That is just, I'm in another world half the time. Um, so what I've done to kind of counteract that in places where I need help on my business is I started an internship program. Yeah. Um, yeah, I started in like 2020 and I rotate interns in, 
Um, I was doing every 12 weeks. Um, now I just do it when I feel like I need it. Um, mm. It's summertime. So I'm normally you would think summer internships, but I'm going to be out and about having fun. And so I don't want to put that on my plate. So I'll probably do another one in the fall, but basically they're with me for 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's great. It's a great opportunity for me to mentor. It's a great opportunity to get extra help on the business. They're getting great skills to put on their resume. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's been, it's been fun and, and where I need help and, and getting where I want to be. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I've struggled with that so much, like bringing people on. I've had interns before I've had a couple of VAs mm -hmm. and I think maybe I'm a little bit of a control freak because usually it's like <laughs> the time and energy to like train them mm -hmm. and tell them about all the things in my head and like all the little things, all the jobs that I do is yes. a little consuming. And then I, I usually end up giving up there great and eager to learn, but <laughs> usually for me, it's like too much time. Um, yeah, but that's I do aspire to, to get over. <laughs> yeah. I tell people anything that you're going to do like twice, like record a video on it. Mm, yeah. So like, you know, if you're like, Hey, here's my email system, just like record yourself talking and then put it in the, in the Google drive. <laughs> and it's like, Perfect. yeah, here's how you do this. Right. Yeah. Um, so if yeah, you have no, multiple interns, you probably have like a library of videos. You can just give yes, that. Yes. 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 You've got to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm really clear with my interns at the very beginning. I'm like, listen, like I'm a very scattered person. This is how my brain operates. Like you have to be very stern with me and I give them permission, you know, like mm -hmm. if you need me to prove something before you post it or before you do something, you literally text me and you say, urgent Brit, I need it today. <laughs> like, like I give them full permission to like be very stern with me, you know? Yeah. So, um, but I know, I know myself, so I know that's what I need. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that takes, that's a little intimidating to an intern to be that yes. yeah, <laughs> aggressive they're... with their boss, but <laughs> I know they're so great. I think I've successfully done 12 or 14 girls at this point. Whoa. So yeah, it's been super fun. Yeah. It's been great opportunity for me to, you know, mentor as well and learn from them. They're, they're so, they're so smart too. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's so cool. Well, uh, Britt, it has been so great to talk to you. I mean, I think we've, you know, covered a lot of interesting things. I know more people are going to have people listening to this are going to have more questions probably about, um, what your speaking looks like and where you're, you know, working and, and maybe they can follow you. Cause I know you post really cool things on Instagram. I was just watching some of your, some of your video clips. Um, so where can people connect with you and learn about yeah, what I'm, I'm on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm on LinkedIn. My website is under construction. So if you'd like to help with that. <laughs> is it like um, indefinitely under construction or? I, it's been under construction forever. I just, I it's, it's on my to-do list at the very bottom. Most of my um, business comes from word of mouth. So mm -hmm. it's just not high priority for me right now. Although it needs to be, I totally understand. Um, but yeah, I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I did get on TikTok. Shocker. Wow. I think I How's that going? I think I have like three videos up. I think that's it. <laughs> um, but I, I aspire to be better on TikTok. I think TikTok, there's so much potential there because it's so authentic. Mm -hmm. And I think if I can, you know, it, it's all about making the time, right? Making the yeah. time to, to do those things. Um, so yeah, so that that's where you can connect with me. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much for, for hopping on Zoom with me and having this conversation. It was so nice to connect. I know. Thank you for having me and for all the goodness and, and good topics and stuff you're putting out there for everybody. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would hugely appreciate it if you would leave a review and share this show with anyone you think might enjoy it. 
To learn more about my holistic business plan course, coaching packages, as well as branding and web design, head over to my website, jessparvin.com. You'll also find lots of free resources there, and you can contact me to set up a free 15-minute consultation.